Hello and welcome back to the Menu Are Not Alone podcast. This is another installment of Encounters with the Spiritual Realm, and I have Seabones sitting across the table from me. So Seabones, welcome back. Thank you much. <laughs> and Seabones has been here several times on the podcast for a, a few different topics. I have been loading these Encounters with the Spiritual Realm up, largely because I have a whole lot of family things going on that require my time. So these episodes tend to be much shorter, they're easier to edit. And it's really just the telling of a story. It is not a, uh, it, it really is just the telling of a story. It's very simple, very basic, and I can keep them loaded up while I am trying to tend to family things. So with that said, Seabones has some things about the, the spiritual realm that he has encountered over the years or throughout his life. And so I'm going to turn the mic over to you, Seabones, and you can simply just tell your tell what you've experienced. Yeah, I mean, just starting from whenever I was little, I was standing in the back of a truck one night, and I was standing there with... Hey, wait, hold on. How old are you? I will be 39 in the month. Okay, 39. <clears throat> that gives some context for mm-hmm. ballpark of how old you are. Yeah. So whenever I was standing there in the back of the truck with a good friend of mine, we were. it was at night one night. Just got through playing basketball and stuff, and we're in the midst of playing like hide and go seek, right? And uh, how old were you then? A ballpark? I was probably ten, around ten years old. Um, and we were standing there in the back of, of the truck, and my neighbor to the left of us has a pool. We we were close friends with that neighbor and they were actually out of town they were gone so we knew that no one was there and no one was like looking over the house that we know of or anything like that and we look over and there's a person sitting out at the pool at the, at the table with his feet you know flat on the ground up has a newspaper it looks like a newspaper anyway opened up and just sitting there like reading it thing is is you could like you could see straight through it Like, you could see straight through the whole thing. It was, like, clearly something of the spiritual realm. Uh, We got out, and we actually walked halfway over there. And, like, as we were walking over there to it, it vanished um, right in front of us. Uh, Just completely. So, I mean, I I had that encounter, like, as as a young child. Fast forward into... Actually, I guess it was not really fast forward, because I was in the fifth grade... So not that much older. I was in the yeah. fifth grade whenever we just moved into my, the house that my parents were in now. I was laying there in the bed one night, and of course everybody was asleep. It was later at night, and I had just this feeling of there was something in the room with me. There was, you know, that sixth sense that you get whenever something is around you that you know isn't right. Not, not necessarily that it's a, like a threat. But it's definitely a, a presence. It's weird you, that, how things, you how you can sense that something has changed, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, you definitely know it and you feel it. And I mean, some people, like I've had, you know, hair stand up on my arms and, and like just stuff like that. Uh, but it wasn't any kind of like physical harm or you know, nothing like that. Not an imminent uh, threat. Yeah. Not an imminent threat. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I'm laying there and I have this feeling come over me and I, I have, uh, at this time, being at that age, I had black lights all over my room. So everything was lit up and glowing, you know, doing all this and that. Thought I was cool, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Laying there in this black blob, I, I don't, I'm assuming some sort of ghost, some sort of something comes over to, like across my room from, from my door, comes over to the foot of my bed 
and is there and it <clears throat> apparently it sits down like on my bed and I could feel my bed at my feet sink in like as it sat down and at that time of course I'm just like <clears throat> scared to death because I, I didn't know what to think of it um never I'd had that one encounter you know with the guy sitting there at the pool but it was at a distance you know and this was like sitting on my bed at my this feet. is personal right this is personal in my bedroom like sitting on my bed and it was only there for I'd say five ten seconds something like that you know bed lifted back up like as if it stood up and it I live my bedroom's on the end of the house on the second story and it went through my window and it was gone so I mean I had I had that encounter did you start sleeping with more lights on? Yeah. I, yes and no. Um, I mean, I've always been, I don't know if you want to call me a sissy, but I guess so. Like, I, I'm almost scared of the dark in a sense. But it's from that perspective. But, yeah, I'll walk through the house and I'll turn the lights on and this and that. And, um, and then the fact of the matter, of, I've, I've been, I was at my parents' house before, um, and it wasn't long after that incident happened i would get home from school parents would be outside doing whatever at this particular time there was nobody else home i was the only one in the house and i could hear people talking and walking across my parents had hardwood floors all the way across the bottom and there's carpet upstairs uh, but i could hear people walking back and forth in the house i could hear voices couldn't make out exactly so well, were you like down words. where the floor was, or were you? No, I was in my bedroom. You were in your bedroom, but you could hear people downstairs. milling about downstairs. Yeah, yeah. But no one else was home. No one was there. No, and I mean, even till this day, you like I can walk in their house, and so they have a basement that you can walk down into, and say if I stop by there and get a weed eater if mine's broke or you know or whatever it may be. Like I, if I stand in there long enough, I can. You can start hearing the same thing: people walking upstairs and chatter and going about and this and that. Don't know how to explain that. So that whole thing going on at my parents' house. Fast forward to I'd already grown up, married with kids. This what this was only about six, maybe seven years ago. My wife and I were going through some troubles. It's on another podcast. Um, <laughs> And I was reading from the Bible, walking back and forth. My wife was laying on the bed, and I'm reading from my Bible and stuff. And I hear a, a cat, like, meow, like, right at my feet. And we, we do have two cats. Look down. The cat's not there. And we're, of course, pondering back and forth. Oh, you know, maybe stuck in the bathroom or just outside the door because our door was shut know this or that so we just didn't didn't think anything about it i didn't think anything about it until i found the cat and the cat was locked in my garage so there's absolutely no way it was just standing at my feet in my bedroom while that was happening and the thing was is why did it happen whenever i was reading directly from the bible to my wife and the same incident a similar incident happened with my wife and i and my, uh, she's nine now. My youngest daughter was actually laying in the bed between us, and we were reading from the Bible and kind of doing our, our personal time, this and that. And I hear two different voices laughing coming from my closet. One of them. And you have how many kids? I have four. 
You have four. Four dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it threw me and my wife off. Like, I mean, lost the blood in my face, turned completely white. I didn't really know what to think about it. And I didn't want to, like, start to jump to conclusions. So my first reaction was I looked at my daughter and I was like, did you, you know, did you hear that? And she just kind of laughed. Yeah, it's sissy. She's, you know, she's laughing. And like you could, like you could clearly tell. I wanted to just make sure from a, from a child's perspective of like what I heard is what I heard. But it was very distinctly, it was my oldest daughter laughing and one of her friends. So we get up and we go in there and. In your closet? Yeah, in my closet, of course. I mean, there's nothing there in my closet. There's. I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing, nothing around anything else. So I'm like, maybe it's an echo coming through the house through the air duct system, you know, or something uh-huh. like that. You're trying to make sense of what just happened, obviously. And so I go back there to her bedroom, and I mean, she's clocked out. She's and she she'd been on been home for about an hour, but as soon as she gets home, she lays down. That's just her routine. She lays down, cuts all the lights off, turns on the sound machine, and passes out. And, of course, she was laying there, passed out. And that this was, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds after we heard it. And, of course, that was really concerning. I spoke with a couple of different people, one of them being my sister-in-law, who's a little bit more in tune with, like, the spiritual realm and try to make sense of what it is. And what we had kind of gathered and what we kind of had our guard up on was that maybe it was some sort of, of a sign like that's who was going to be attacked. Like that's like the focus, the focal point. Uh, Cause part of my prayer was to, cause we, we knew there was something going on in the house. We knew there's something there, like that sixth sense that we were just talking about. And we were told by, you know, friends and family to, you know, pray about it and to, you, you basically want to, to, to pray and for it to reveal itself. So you know how to pray against it. So you know how to fight it, right? So I th- that was kind of like the conclusion of that prayer was the laughter in the closet. Like, okay, well, we know what the devil's schemes are and who he's targeting in our house, specifically being my oldest daughter. Um, so your younger daughter recognized it as your older daughter's laugh. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, of course, and so did me and my wife. But, of course, yeah. I went straight to my youngest just to be like, what did you just hear? Before I start... You know, given that influence of, did you just hear, you know, Sissy left and, da, 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 and like, no, that came straight out of her mouth. I was like, okay, that's definitely what it was. And then there's the other time that I had, it was kind of just a, I just really didn't ever think anything about it, but I was in the house and I was walking, came out of my front door and had walked around the house to go do something, whatever, in my backyard. Um, and then walk back around to the front of the house and my house was locked. Like nobody else is home. I'm sitting there. I, I didn't lock it. I mean, I had like gym shorts and a t-shirt on. I didn't have my keys on. You know, I wasn't, had every intention of going out to get whatever it was I was going to get and come right back. And my house was locked. And that, that actually happened two different times where I got locked out of my own house. And that time I was locked out of the house, the time that the cat, we heard that and the time that we, heard my daughter and someone, friend, whatever it was that was laughing in the closet. That was all like within a three-week span of each other uh, whenever all that happened. So we go and we get 
some advice and get anointed oil and do all the windows and you know pray over the house. We actually sat in the uh, living room and we washed each other's feet. Just some kind of you know, healing and, and prayed against whatever spirit you know was trying to wreck my family um, that was there for it to be out and be and be kicked out. And we did that and that was uh that was it. <laughs> and did has it has it continued or has it nothing since then? Nothing since then. I wouldn't normally ask somebody to give a secondhand account of something, but but because one that your father experienced has some similarities to what you have experienced, go mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell one about one that your dad relayed to you. Yeah, so he was working late one night, and the way that the office is set up, you walk into the main lobby, and there's to the right, there's a hallway, and down the hallway is each one of the offices, including the kitchen. It was kind of known in his office that there was something there. Uh, he wasn't the only one that experienced the spiritual realm, I guess. It was kind of known that this spiritual being would like aggravate and come back and forth to this place and like between him and his boss and even the ladies up front and stuff like that like they'd be randomly sitting there like doing something on the computer and papers would start just flying off or um you know just pencils start doing this or that just random stuff uh, and everybody kind of knew it. well there's late one night my, my dad was working late and he came and he walked out of the office looking down the hallway back towards the front door and there was a, a, a big black blob similar to the one that I saw in my room whenever I was younger um, that was standing or hovering whatever they do I guess at the end of the hallway and it just he said he kind of froze because of course it startles you um, and it just easily started easing towards him and just came closer and closer and closer and got to within about seven, eight feet of him and then just went straight up in the ceiling and disappeared and it was gone. Um, but yeah, he's had, he's walked into his office before and sit there and just watch filing papers just fly off the desk. Uh, he's a, a big golfer, so he keeps putters and golf balls and stuff in his office and you've seen Golf balls go rolling across the room just randomly while he's on conference calls. Papers go flying. Uh, stuff like randomly types on the computer. Uh, pictures fall down. He saw his, his jacket fly across the room to the other side of the room while he was standing there, like in his office one time. So it, it, it seems like I'm not the only one in my family that's experienced some sort of spiritual encounter. Do you ever have anything like today, like, is there anything that, like, is there any type of something that that sense? Because I do, I do think that, that some people are far more sensitive to it than other people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it it doesn't seem to necessarily, maybe it's people who are more in tune with their, uh, I don't mean this in a new age, more in tune with their spiritual direction. So if you are, I always tell people, if you go looking for Bigfoot, which I believe is probably nothing but a physical manifestation of a spiritual something you don't want to dance with. If you go looking for it, you're essentially summoning it. Mm-hmm. You're going to see it, and those people do. If you're looking for ghosts, you're basically summoning them, and you're inviting them in. If you're a follower of Christ, 
I, I have a feeling I, it seems to be that they're like warnings, like, mm. hey, a perimeter alert, like something has just entered your space from a different realm and it's pushing in. I think some people can sense that more. I don't know necessarily the correlation, mm-hmm. but if, is there anything just as you move around in today's world? You said it, it kind of things got peaceful at your house with that goofy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do you ever bump into anything while you're out and about that? just kind of sends that radar, starts bleeping something on the radar. Yeah, but it's usually like in people. That sixth sense that you're talking about, you can, I mean, you can almost see it in people's eyes that there's just something spiritually not right or walk into an environment, um, even like even a gas station. Like you can I walk in you can feel uh, an instant energy change, uh, good or bad. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's like an everyday type thing, but yeah, it's, I, I do. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And you and I are kind of equally freaks with that. <laughs> but a, another lady who sat here at the, a lady who sat here at the table a while back, she just, I've never thought about like, what is it? What is it? How would you describe that change? She described it. She said, I don't know. It's like a change in pressure or something. It's like your blood pressure drops. Like you, you feel it on your internal clock almost. Like I, I don't, for me, it, it's like it feels like something like tightened, like all my skin over my whole entire body. Like someone's just like pulling it, like just all of a sudden, and I can just I can feel it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never thought about it. I don't. Yeah, I, I've thought about it now, and I still can't quite describe it. I just know it's there when it's there. Well, Sea Bones, thank you very much for coming and sharing that. You're very. I welcome. appreciate it. All right, that'll wrap up this episode of uh, the Men You're Not Alone podcast and, and Encounters with the Spiritual Realm episode. So I wish you the best, and I'll catch you on the next one.